This is the sergeant at arms. There has been a security breach. Secure the premises. Shelter in place. It is a little after 2 p.m. on January 6, 2021. I'm at my desk in the Rayburn House office building when I hear the emergency alert come from a loudspeaker that I've never heard activated. My chief of staff, Peter Karafotis, immediately closes and locks the heavy door that opens onto the public hallway. By the look on his face, I can tell he's shocked by what's going on. With his talents, he could earn triple what he makes on Capitol Hill, but won't leave because he's devoted to public service. Now, unimaginably, the public is practically raging at our door. Peter and I look at the television to see a vast mob, mobilized by the lies of Donald Trump, attacking police officers who stand between them and the Capitol. Rioters, some in combat gear, swing bats, batons, and axe handles as they surge against the vastly outnumbered police. Projectiles fly. Clouds of chemical gas, including sprays used by the rioters against police, hang in the air. Intent on halting the certification of the 2020 election because their men falsely insisted the count was rigged. Violent Trumpists are staging the first-ever coup attempt against the United States government. Skirmishes occur on three sides of the building. With their banners waving, attackers race from spot to spot to reinforce those struggling to break through police lines. Screams echo off the walls of the building that is the seat of our democracy. As one officer will later describe it, the scene is one of medieval combat. On every news channel, I see images of shouting rioters on the Capitol steps, spraying police officers with toxic bear repellent, beating them with everything from metal rods to fire extinguishers, and fighting them hand to hand. On the East Front, rioters mouthing Trump's anti-press slogans, fake news, enemies of the people, attack journalists, smashing their cameras and putting matches to piles of equipment. On the West Front, attackers tear apart the grandstand built for incoming President Joe Biden's inauguration. The Capitol is first breached on the West Front. A middle-aged man with long, scraggly hair and a bushy gray beard uses a shield stolen from the police to pound the left side of a big window. Beside him, a younger man in a red Trump Make America Great Again ball cap hammers on the right side of the window with a two-by-four. The safety glass breaks away, and people start hopping through. The second person in wears full military combat gear, including a helmet, and carries a baseball bat. Dozens of the attackers are similarly outfitted and charge in after him. Once inside, the rioters force open the doors. Attackers wearing combat gear and Trump regalia stream into the building. Many carry Trump banners, several wave Confederate battle flags. This is the first time the infamous stars and bars synonymous with treason has been unfurled inside the Capitol. Some of the attackers begin hunting for the vice president, chanting, Hang Mike Pence! Others vandalize priceless artworks, carve kill the media into a door, and smear their own theses on the walls and floors. In the House chamber, my colleagues scramble to safety as security officers pile furniture in front of the door to the speaker's lobby. If the mob attempting to smash through it succeeds, it could quickly reach the members inside. There, rioters could attack and kill those they consider their enemies. 
Later, it will be revealed that some had brought guns and bundles of zip ties that would have allowed them to take such drastic measures. As the rioters kick and hammer on the lobby floor with flagpoles and helmets, one of the plainclothes officers raises his pistol. On the other side of the door, people shout, Fuck the blue! And break it down! The shatterproof glass first cracks and then begins to break away. The wooden framing around the pane starts to splinter. 